Assalamu alaikum everyone. So this week's episode is one that I've tried to refilm honestly now. It's something that I'm trying to make in pieces because it's hard for me to talk about this in one go, but I think it is a necessary one. So when I initially first recorded this episode, I was like, I don't know if I want to upload it. And so I just let it sit in my draft. Then I was checking my notifications and I saw like a conversation that was happening in my discord and I was looking at the convo and I was like bro <laughs> upload that goddamn EP because you ain't the only one who's going through this so then I was like yeah okay so it's not just me I'm not crazy feeling this way so hopefully this can help someone it's been honestly hard to decide even now whether I want to upload it or not I feel like I might upload this and maybe delete it in a day <laughs> but if I actually keep it then it's I'm trying my best, okay? Um, there's a lot to talk about in this one. And quite frankly, I'm going to be honest that this is not structured at all. This is just me talking. And this is probably going to be one of the most heartfelt episodes I've filmed in a minute. What a lot of people don't know is that majority of the episodes I upload whenever I have like an off day I tend to bulk record so I will record a lot of episodes and then inshallah like try to post them I try to be very consistent with my dawah um through Allah's will and may Allah accept it I mean so I try to be really consistent with it and so I try to bulk record often and make sure that I am constantly putting things out to help people so sometimes I'll go months without actually recording and just I'll just be putting out whatever's in my drafts which is fine, right? Because obviously I have other stuff to do as well and it just manages out fine. So it's been quite a long time since I've actually sat down and talked, which is weird because again, like so many things have been drafted or edited or like pre-recorded or had to be done at a certain time. So it's been a long time since I've been able to talk just to talk. Um. So in this episode, I'm going to try to talk a little bit about you know, feeling overwhelmed and drained and whatnot, but to a deeper level. And I want to give a few prefaces with the first one being that I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. That's the first one that I want to give that I'm fine. Um, I don't really ever talk about things like this relating to myself that closely. I usually just talk about the problems that you guys tell me to talk about or whatever. I'm fine. Alhamdulillah, there's nothing wrong. But I also want to mention that I am so deeply grateful for everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me. I can never thank him enough. If I spent a lifetime thanking him, it still wouldn't be enough. So this is not me complaining about everything Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me. But one of the big things that I saw, some things being talked about around this, and I started to think about it a lot more, was that when we are on social media and we do dawah, what a lot of people tend to overlook is that we talk about the more strict, more straight up A to Z things. The emotional things are hard to talk about because... It's just, it's hard. It is what it is. And so we like to run away from certain problems. We like to not face them. But when it comes to, you know, taboo or iffy topics among our community and among our youth, there's some things that have to be talked about, right? And I've talked about a good bit of them. But emotionally, this thing is one of those things. And I will be also very honest with you that anybody who has a podcast that probably talks about self-improvement and motivation and gives advice probably won't really upload stuff like this often. I, for one, didn't want to either, but I, for one, felt like I was being a little bit not real if I was not honest about the fact that just because you do talk about motivational stuff does not mean you don't go through it yourself. So, let's, 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 let's figure out where to begin. So, in October of 2022, 
I pretty much hit rock bottom. Probably the most bottom that I've hit in quite a few years. And it took me until January of 2023 to actually acknowledge that I did. To the deepest part of my heart, I knew I did. And I knew that with, you know how life is and just life being life, life, life in you the way life does. I knew I hit rock bottom in October of 2022, around November of 2022 as well. Like I knew it happened, but I had so much on my plate that I never gave those thoughts much thought at all. Those thoughts were screaming to be paid attention to my heart, my insides, emotional well-being, mental health. Like it was, it needed attention. And I'm going to be blatantly honest that in that given moment, I did not do it. What should have been done. I didn't. I didn't take care of myself the way that I should have. And a lot of that was because I had so much to do in regards to other stuff, other aspects of life, I had so much to do that it was nearly impossible for me. I genuinely longed to just take a break from everything and just focus on myself, heal, whatever. And I thought that like, you know, I just need like two to three weeks and I'll be fine. I'll be good. I'll be better. I'll take those weeks. Like I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. But that that's what it became. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I never did it because it just everything else in life just kept getting worse because there was so much and alhamdulillah allah saved me and helped me out in so many ways in regards to so many things that were you know on my plate and were very contingent and time bound around that time purity helped me out so much and i don't want to make it seem like i'm complaining about the endless blessings that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us because i feel like again if i sat a whole lifetime to say thank you i could never say enough and i can confidently say that if there's anything that's ever brought me any comfort it's been allah and so allah of course helped me i am so grateful for that and i can never thank allah enough but at that current moment when things were falling through i was at the blink of having lots of things like I said, falling through. And then that was also the time when a lot of the decisions I made then were going to pave a big part of my dreams that I had for the future, a big part of my plans, and a big part of my goals. And as happy dally, I would like to sound and say, oh, you know, work hard towards your dreams and chase your goals and take time off when you're hurt and take those weeks off and heal travel the world you know your heart's not geographical it's here and you're gonna have to deal with those things that are in your heart but taking the time off and healing or just taking days off not forcing yourself to do stuff is like the best thing you can do for yourself so you can actually sit with those emotions but i just could not could not do that and that wasn't because i didn't have the capacity to that was because everything was finishing on at once i was finishing a semester i had so many things on my plate and it just was not possible so what I thought would be something of two to three weeks started leading to something that I was upset about for two months then three months. And now it's like, you know, we're here. So it never really stopped. It was a delusion that I feel like I fed myself that I could just sleep on it and I'd be fine. But that was not the case. And I felt like the more I was running from the reality of the fact that I wasn't okay and but the fact that I had to show up and do so many things at once the more it was getting worse for me the reality is and this is gonna sound harsh 
for some goals in your life, your emotions are not going to get you to them. Your emotions are not going to sit down and help you succeed on that. Your emotions are not going to grant you the success, you know, in this certain section of something or this certain program. Like your emotions are not going to get you there. Your hard work is, your dedication is, your strength is. And it came to a blinking point where it was like, I have to prioritize that before anything else. Do I regret doing those things? Honestly, to some degree, I feel like if I didn't, I would have ended up worse or emotionally if things did not go through the way that I thought them they would. So alhamdulillah, I am grateful. But do I think that neglecting yourself emotionally was right? Mm -mm. I think that it was wrong. And I am aware of that. I'm aware of all those things. Not a problem with really being self-aware. But again, there's just certain things in life that you don't have a say in. And this was one of those things. A lot of the things that are going on at that time frame were not in my say at all like there was nothing i could have done i am a type of person that, like when there's a problem like i want to fix it i can't go to bed without fixing a problem i can't go to bed with someone being mad at me i can't go to bed knowing someone's hurt or upset or that i'm upset like i just can't it's not in me it's never been in me y'all know that annoying person that's like oh let's communicate let's fix it let's fix it and you're just like get out of my face yeah that's me <laughs> that's me and because of that time frame now i became that person that's like get out of my face i don't want to talk <laughs> i'm kidding but i that's just kind of how i always been because i don't like to leave things open-ended or gray i just don't and with this scenario i didn't have many choices but to do that right so it's a matter of subhan matter of the wakil, and then also working super super hard to my best ability to get stuff done obviously all of this takes a toll on a human being obviously and when you are on social media and like you give people motivation and you give people this and you give people that and you're like, oh, you know, self-improve yourself. People that probably post content like this won't post their downs. That's why I just share mine because it's a delusion to think that people who give you advice are not going through it themselves. <laughs> um, but basically, December 2022, I made the very, very firm and impulsive decision to delete my podcast. It was a lot. It was impulsive. I will admit that I do think a lot of it was just shaitan swasa. I was driven in a way where I could not handle it. And it was just too much. Everything was just too much. And around this time frame, I could barely take care of the relationships that I had with people. I was still appearing fine to people. I was still trying my best to show up good, normal. Like they, A lot of people did not really know of any of this. Um, I don't think really anyone knew of any of this until I posted this. <laughs> um, so I was appearing fine, but there was like the slight things that I was doing that wasn't really like me. I would sometimes not answer people's text messages for like weeks to months and I would feel horrible about it and I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm really trying my best to communicate. It's just a lot on my plate right now. I would write that message and then I'd go again for like weeks and months and it was horrible because that's not me. I hate, I don't like when people do that. I feel like it's it's not nice. I don't do that. And on a usual, I don't. But in that certain capacity with so much going on and we're just trying to wake up in the morning and be like, it's okay. Don't cry. Don't cry every single place that you sit and go. Um, that, that was all I could have done for myself, right? So I couldn't really text people back, couldn't really talk to people. You know, my best friend used to call me relentlessly. I used to not return her calls. 
it just became that type of thing and it was very unlike me because i'm super big on like oh let's communicate let's talk let's fix whatever you know all up in your face want to make it work and then and then i became someone that was just like no i don't want to i just don't want to and that was just the bandwidth that i had at that time i feel like it was obviously i could have done better i know that but around this time period i was also pretty expressive to some slight degree that i could have been at that time to people close to me about the stuff that i was going through and i genuinely wish on my fingers i can count how many people left me in that time frame i really wish i could people don't talk about this but when you are going through an episode <laughs> an episode when you're going through a pretty freaking rough few months and you barely have time to take care of yourself look at yourself in the mirror you know you're just getting by taking care of someone else showing up for someone else even answering text messages, calling, like, it becomes very, very hard. And I was expressive about that and I made it clear that, like, I gotta put some stuff on pause because I'm not okay right now. But this is life. I, as harsh as it sounds, I do believe that no one in life really owes you anything. Anyone can get up and go whenever they want. They can leave whenever they want. They don't owe you an explanation. So I'm not mad about it. May Allah bless them and help them and guide them and keep them happy. But I had a lot of people that left a lot some friends then some people that i just knew like people just started to leave one by one and grow more distant because of the way that i was acting and it was disappointing to some degree because i'm a very low maintenance friend you can text me back two months from now and i'll be like it's good we're good we good because i know how life gets because i i've been through it right and so like sometimes when i see my friends and they don't like text me back for like a week but like they're busy on social media i don't be like swapping up my story mm, look at you active not talking to me back unless it's like as a joke with like my best friend like we do that with each other but like to my other friends no i don't ever do that because i know how life gets so i won't ever be like mm, you know look at you you so fake i personally am the type of person that like i have zero tolerance in me to keep people around me that are fake or that i don't like it's just not in my blood. I can't tolerate it. I can't do it. It irks me to my core. I feel like I'm a very expressive person just through my facial features. Like, if I'm around somebody, you're gonna know how I feel about it, right? And so I, not in a bad way either, not in a negative way. It's just, if I like being around you, I like being around you. I'll talk to you. I'll laugh. We'll crack jokes, whatever. But like, if I, I just don't have it in me personally to deal with company that will tank my iman or hurt me negatively. I just don't because it hurts me physically, hurts me emotionally. I don't like it. So I don't waste my time keeping people like that around me. However, a lot of the people that left, I guess, you know, I, it's fine. It's okay. I'm not mad about it. But it really was an unfortunate scenario in my head because for me, it was like when I needed you the most, you left. When I needed someone to be there the most, everybody left. Sometimes what you need is that person to text you and be like, hey, are you okay? I feel like you've been different. I feel like you've been distant. Are you fine? Instead of accusing you and jumping to the gun and telling me about you, I believe that there's two things in life. Your character and your reputation. People's reputation, people's thoughts on your reputation is forever going to change. But your character, it's always going to be the same. So your reputation, whatever people think about you, that, oh, you're a lively, happy person, or she's like this and she's like that, like, whatever. I, it's always going to change. Don't be obsessed about it. It's always going to change but having so many people be there with you through the good times and then leave when it gets hard it really makes you reevaluate your circle in your life because you know when you need someone the most and then they leave it's like 
it obviously makes you a lot stronger in the end but it also feels like a lot like a betrayal i feel like in those moments of course like the friends who did reach out to me and were like hey like are you okay like those are such valuable to be people to my life and they know and may allah bless them with the high strength and jenna jenna and keep them happy i mean and i hope that i can always do the same for them but in those moments that's what you need and you just you just need someone to be there to understand not someone to push you and to push you to interact and push you to be who you are when you are a happy you know lively person of you good but you deserve to be loved the same way when you are not the most happiest and liveliest version of you but some people are only there for that aspect and i read this quote that once went among the lines of when people love you in summer and spring and they love the way that you are all happy and lively and colorful when it becomes fall and winter they don't understand how to take care of you when things get difficult and it was like kind of like that and so it's okay i'm not upset about it it's all good all good all good but it obviously sucked in the moment because it was either i save me or i save these relationships and I, I obviously chose to save me because I think that everyone should have that type of audacity to save yourself a hundred times if you need to be. You are going to present yourself in front of Allah and nobody else. No one's going to come speak for you. No one's going to come, you know, everyone's going to be worried about themselves on that day. You have to try best to save yourself and be there for yourself and do it for yourself. And so that's what I had to do. When it came in regards to Iman, I was doing pretty much the same stuff that I usually do. Like I was fine in my you know, seeking knowledge, whatever, whatever, just blessing, alhamdulillah, but I also did not feel like I was doing my best with my relationship with God, but that was also because I was just so scattered. But one of the valuable things that I learned in that moment was what does it mean to love Allah? And what does it mean to love Allah in that moment? And this was one of the big questions that really changed my life. And I want you to ask yourself this question. When you feel like you can't even love yourself, you can't even save yourself, you can't even figure things out around you ask yourself what does it mean to love Allah in this moment and that question has gotten me through a lot whenever I'm feeling incredibly sad about the way that things are going or stuff that's out of my control or people that have left or stuff that has hurt I always ask myself what does it mean to love Allah in this moment and sometimes in that moment loving Allah looks like accepting the qadr that he has given right we all claim to love Allah we all say we love Allah we even try our best to know who he is. We learn, we seek knowledge about him. But sometimes, love is not just about rules. Love is not just about the facts and knowledge. It's also sometimes about the emotional aspect. So emotionally, sometimes when you're going through it, the best question to ask yourself is, what does it look like to love Allah right now? And when you're crying and bawling your eyes out and life doesn't make sense, the best thing, the best way right now to love Allah is to keep sabr, is to have patience in those time frames. So God will take you where he needs to take you. While you're waiting on whatever you're waiting on, God is working on you. You might not be paying attention to that, but God is working on you. God is subtle in what he does, but God does what needs to be done. Whether that is paving that path within you to help you become better or paving that path in whatever you want to make it possible. God is working. God knows what he's doing. Don't ever think that God's not listening. And 
in those moments when you do feel that, when you're crying and you made dua and you're like, why isn't Allah listening or why isn't this going the way that I want? Ask yourself, what does it look like to love Allah in this moment? Because you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. You know Allah always wants good for you. You know these things. And you say you love Allah too, but how do you prove that love? That love obviously comes through seeking that knowledge, implementing it, doing the actions, trying to attain its pleasure, trying to do not just the acts that you have to do, but even more voluntary, beautiful acts. Like just doing learning seeking knowledge all the nine yards but emotionally when you are at your lowest and the dunya has consumed you it's important to ask yourself what does it look like to love allah right now and sometimes what it looks like to love allah is just to hold on and that was what i was going through and that was something that was my motivation i obviously to my best degree i'm not capable of much but i try my best to love allah as much as i can and i know everyone else probably does too and sometimes the best thing you can do is hold on for the sake of Allah because Allah who always paves the way who always gives you something who always has Allah never not given you anything you know I always remind myself like you might be broken hearted but you're still favored you might be going through the worst time in your life but you are still favored you might have lost someone you love but you are still favored you might be facing a loss someone might have died but you are still favored in every single circumstance that you go through no matter how bad the hardship seems you are still favored allah has never overlooked you you should not be concerned with what the next person has allah has allah has not overlooked you and someone else getting what you want does not mean that you won't get what you want at the right appointed time you are so incredibly favored every single morning allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wakes you up you have food you have a family you have a roof for your head like you're favored you are favored and we have to start thinking like that that allah favors us so much we just don't notice it because Perhaps we've gotten used to being favored. The way that we measure Allah's love to us is by looking at whether He gives us what we want or not. And Allah's love is not measured by what He gives us or what He doesn't give us. Because Allah's wise protection is in all of those things. It's truly something to think about for a lot of people. But as I was saying initially around December of 2022... I decided that I wanted to delete my podcast because it just felt like that was the right move in that moment. Now, obviously, I walked through all the thoughts of it. In the beginning, I didn't tell anybody. And I was like, I'm just going to do it because it's about me and how I feel and whatnot. And eventually, I talked about it with one of my friends. And she's a really close friend of mine that I actually met through my podcast. And she was like, no, like you are out of your mind. Take a break. Leave. But don't. You can't do that. And like talking to her about it. And then sometimes I used to like go through my DMs. And then like I remember this one DM. And I'll never forget this DM. Mela bless this girl with the high strengths in Jannah. Because I don't think she knows how much her DM. And I, I hope she's listening and she knows this is about her. I don't think she knows how much this changed my life. But one time I received a DM where a girl said that she struggled with a heroin addiction. And it's been really hard for her and some other stuff. And so she started listening. And then she started getting like... She was starting to break the addiction and she was listening to my podcast like every time she felt like she wanted to do something that wasn't right and like she was getting better and like it really hit home for me because I could never even dream of being able to help someone that way. It's obviously Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who did but I read y'all's DMs and it makes me so incredibly happy and it makes me feel so much more better because I feel I feel just grateful. I believe in this quote a lot that goes among the lines of if you take care of the hearts of other people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of your heart. And of course, after attaining Allah's pleasure and, you know, wanting to get good deeds and go to Jannah and whatnot, taking care of people's hearts has always helped me take care of mine better. 
because I've learned to become a lot more kinder. I've learned to become a lot more understanding and I've learned to become a lot more of a better person looking at how to treat other people's hearts, which is why I try my best to never break anybody's heart or hurt anybody because I know what it feels like and I don't want to do that to anybody else. So I try my best to help people, you know, whenever I can. But eventually I made the decision that I wasn't going to do it and I'm going to take time off. So I left social media a while ago. I don't know, depending on the time frames, when I upload this and whatever, but it's been a minute and I've left for a while. But inshallah here, maybe if by the time I upload this, I'll be back. I don't know. But cutting out social media, it's been quite a while. Before I cut it out completely, like I'm talking like logged out, left apps, everything. I was already limiting my time to like just a little bit around the clock and doing it sometimes but i this is gonna sound cliche but i feel like a lot of people don't understand how deeply those things can actually taint your mood so many things on social media can taint your mood so quickly and it was a lot of almost overstimulation with all the things going on in my life and it was just kind of like an escape to not think about things so then when i decided to get off of social media for good which isn't a permanent decision, obviously. I do intend on coming back, but definitely not. I don't intend on doing mindless scrolling like that anymore. I think mindless scrolling is incredibly awful. Please don't do it. I can tell you that my life already, within the few time frame that I've done this, getting off of social media and not doing mindless scrolling, not just opening up Twitter, you know, in the middle of class, not just opening up Twitter when you're walking in the hallway, like, just, like, stop doing all that stuff. It really changes your life. It makes you feel so much more better. Um, in the beginning, it was hard. But then I was like, oh, I do not miss that crap. <laughs> I don't miss that crap. And it was around this time frame where a lot of the things that I loved, I just stopped loving or stopped liking to do. Whether that was hobbies, different things. But I'm slowly trying my best to get my way back into those things. And one of those things was obviously podcasting talking to mike in my bedroom that was obviously one of my favorite things to do and i'm just trying my best to get back into that with or without social media just constantly keep going i also felt like for a while i wasn't producing any work that i was proud of at all um i don't even like now i don't know if i really like any of the work that i put out but i just keep trying my best to put it out because i hope that it helps somebody but i wasn't really proud of a lot of the work that i was putting out so it takes time a lot of th things take time and it's not easy you will end up randomly crying a lot you know feeling very overwhelmed and stressed and like you're being pulled 87 different ways you will lose people but i feel like when you're going through that time frame where you're so stressed and you're actually chasing your goals and you're actually also hurt you're also trying to heal you're also trying to pick yourself up you're also trying to like make things right I guess sometimes the best thing to do is to step back and ask yourself, like, would other people do the same? And that was a question that I had to ask myself a lot. And for some, I got the answer yes, for some, no. And it is what it is. People leave at the time that it is meant for them to leave and you can't make anyone stay. And that's just the bitter truth. Now, that is just like an inch of everything, honestly. That kind of went down just an inch. But I remember around this time frame, I also read some DMs, which really, really warmed my heart and made me incredibly happy. And just yesterday, someone who has my number texted me a picture of like my podcast. And they're like, well, I'm listening to this and I love it. And it made my day and it made me so happy. I was like, oh my God, girl, like, 
Thank you. Also, it's come to my attention, shockingly, strangely, weirdly. I think I should address this because this is weird. <laughs> weird. It's come to my attention that some people think I'm married. How did that come to be? I don't know. But I was going through my DMs a while back before everything. And I got a DM from somebody. And it's weird because I get DMs like this like at, at least two a week. Um, whether it's from like a girl or a guy or whatever, but like where someone was sending me a voice note like, hey, like I like this person and they're from like a different culture. I'm Pakistan. The person that was texting was Pakistani. And they were like, you know how Pakistani parents are. Like, did you do a love marriage? How did you make your parents agree? You know, our parents can be very ziddi. And I quote, and I was like, um, I'm not married. <laughs> I'm not married. But, um, I get those DMs a lot. I think it's going to be in one of my call-in and talk episodes where I got a voice note. A sister sent a voice note about it for the call-in and talk episode on how you exactly handle those things. It's a lot to talk about. Um, not saying I'm going through it personally, but it's a lot to talk about. Um, I think the thing is, when it comes to this topic, because I do get this question a lot, I think I might say for the call and talk. I'll tell you all what to do in the call. I'm kidding. I'm not going to gatekeep advice. I'm going to tell you all the same thing that I told this person that DM'd me a while back. Our parents can be incredibly ziddi. <laughs> can be incredibly persistent when it comes to what they want. It's fine. However, when you know you're doing stuff the right way, it's better to build honest, truthful, real, loyal Islamic trust as compared to giving them some fake trust and being like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll give up this thing for your sake. I think that when you are doing what's right and then you stand on it, it gets better on the end of the day. But I also will, and I will be honest and I will say this, and I know this is going to hurt some people's feelings and I don't intend on it. But I received some voice notes from another sister. This was quite a while ago where she mentioned this thing and it hasn't left my mind because it's very, it was tainted and I heard her voice and I, she was crying i felt so bad for her i'm gonna heal her but this isn't one-time case i've gotten this a lot this is a very popular discussion where unfortunately i've literally had calls and talked to girls and voice notes where girls would be crying and they'd be like this dude literally said he loved me though like he said he would do it though and now he's literally getting married to somebody else and the reality is when somebody's not yours permanently, you don't know them to be yours permanently, like, you need to take a step back and ask yourself, like, first of all, do you even write, really like this person or are you just messing around, whatever, right? But at any given time, when things get hard, you need to make sure that both you and that person want it equivalently. It will be fine if both of you want it equivalently. Inshallah, God wills, if it's meant to be, it'll be fine, right? But if you feel like someone else doesn't want it as bad as you want it, and you're just kind of like going crazy about it. I get it. And this is going to hurt. But at any given time, you need to be ready to face the reality that they might just pop out with somebody else. That they might just get arranged to somebody else. And you're just going to have to accept that. A person who isn't willing to fight blatantly, openly, and boldly. It happens where, unfortunately, they do have to end up with somebody else. It happens, right? And inshallah, Mila, keep them happy. I don't think that that's something that you know you should curse them up on it for like sometimes people are very powerless in certain situations and i get it but i'm just saying as a girl this is my advice and quite frankly i'm gonna be honest i've seen girls do this a lot where 
girls would literally pop out married with some other dude and i'd be like girl what's going on and I've, I've seen tiktoks too where like guys would be talking about how like they like this girl they really did they put in the work but she just was not working the same and then she popped out with another guy like arranged and i was like mm, yikes the thing here is this when you are in that position if y'all both wanted to work like it'll work okay stand your ground islam over culture all the nine yards y'all know this but if you feel like it's just you who's holding on you're the only one who's trying to communicate you're the only one trying to make things better or you just don't feel like it's gonna work out and like this person couldn't care anymore um then be ready be ready because allah already knows what's gonna happen allah already knows how why when where everything's gonna happen and you just have to be ready and it's a bitter pill to swallow and i know that and it sucks because you know i know this guy story time this is a pretty freaking dark story time but this is not just like one story time this is unfortunately this is a pretty popular thing and i think all of us at least know a few people like this in our lives i don't know this person directly but i know a scenario where a person this guy and this girl were like going to get married like this was set in stone done and since they were young their parents told them like y'all are gonna get married it was a family like deal like everybody knew them growing up they've been together like like not been together in, like you know that type of way but like they've they know they've known each other and it was like kind of that thing that like oh this is like your soulmate and like you met them at a very young age and like it's gonna happen type of ish you know he really loved her like i'm talking like love love like i'm talking like 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 love 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 loved her like loved her right um and again like their families had it all planned out sorted through like everybody knew like this was an end deal like they were going to get married done deal period she ended up marrying somebody else she married somebody else she got engaged to somebody else and till this very day he struggles a lot ticks up that he doesn't know what exactly to do because so much of his future was you know like oh i'm gonna marry her and then she married somebody else and he from what i know of him i don't really directly know him again but from what i know it's been hard because he had so many goals of going abroad and going this and getting this education do this and now he's doing none of those things because he has fallen so deeply into this sorrow into this grief that he's gotten that it's been hard for him to do any of those things his parents have tried to you know be like oh let's get you married let's go abroad what do you want to do da, da, da. nothing nothing and he's an incredibly nice guy he's a good person um takes care of people quite often like he calls people over to his like house for like dinner he home makes like food for like his friends that like still are studying in college after he left like he's a very nice guy but he just after that happened it was like rock bottom and that's it right and it's not easy to go through those things and i pray allah heals him i mean but again that's just what i'm saying at any given time like you have to be ready and especially as a girl I hate to say this, but you you especially have to be ready, <laughs> especially because I don't personally believe in promises or any of that stuff, and I think a lot of girls don't anymore either. Um, 
it's just about actions and at that point you know it is what it is if it goes through it doesn't if it doesn't but like as a girl like you gotta be ready ready because uh, i feel like girls okay i'm not saying that men don't get hurt obviously they do but i feel like girls take things to like another level of how deeply they get hurt and as a girl like you just gotta be ready to face the reality that like if it's feeling one-sided and it's feeling hurt and you're feeling alone or you're feeling like you don't know you just don't 100% know of anything be ready because sometimes sometimes things like that happen and it sucks it does and I'm gonna be honest that I do feel like a lot of the problems that we have in our world right now are honestly caused by us you have parents making marriage hard unexcessively forcing their kids to get married to other random people just for the sake of it because oh they don't like the person that this person picked although they could be fine or they could be a good person or they could be bad we don't know right but like if you have done your and you've done your style or whatever like you're fine you're fine everything's fine like we got parents forcing their kids to marry random other people that they're not interested in they got somebody else in their mind then you force them to marry this innocent person it's not this innocent person's fault at all you got them married and now this person forever in a relationship just feels caged because they don't want to be loved by this person they want to be loved by somebody else they want to be with somebody else all of these problems i I'm, I'm swear it's literally it's our own freaking fault we are not putting islam above these things and we are constantly just going by whatever we want to do whatever culturally seems right you're screwing your life over i genuinely know parents till this very day can't look at their kids in their eyes because they forced their kids to marry people that they weren't genuinely interested in and now they genuinely sit there they ball their eyes out and constantly say sorry to their kids about it but they fear what's going to happen you know in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah here like if their kids forgiven them and whatnot like the logistics the fiqh it's, it's, it's another level it's another world we don't know i don't know i'm not that knowledgeable to speak on it but it's just don't put your parents in that position where 10 years from now what they think was smart to do today they genuinely cannot face 10 years from now because of that guilt because of like oh religiously how wrong it was don't do it i don't recommend it parents can be really hard-headed i get it but when you are doing stuff correct islamically just know that you're, you're protecting them from so much more to that they could have faced in the ahirat by going by cultural bounds so that's what i recommend to people who why did i just get a random purchase off of my card what the hell <laughs> guys i'm recording on my phone and it says that i just hmm i did not buy that okay guys hold up okay we're gonna have to do some adulting and get that sorted i feel like that's the most funny part because i sometimes record like podcasts on my phone and i just connect my mic and stuff right and like i'll be seeing my notifications on my phone and sometimes it's the most out-of-pocket crap and i'm like dude <laughs> i'm like 13 minutes and i can't like you know say anything but it is what it is it's okay but anyway, inshallah, that covers that. I'm just trying to think of some of the things that you guys mentioned on the top of my head from the last time that I was really using social media. I feel like the thing that I also learned, like, cutting out social media a little bit more is, like, you just feel a certain level of peace. And now that I've been off of it for a minute now, even when I do go back to it, I don't intend on 
again, like I said, doing mindless scrolling or whatever, because like now it's, it's a hard habit to break, but it is so freaking worth it. Live more in the present and be more in where you're at. Because with social media, I feel like we're constantly living in other people's lives and other people's bubbles and other people's feelings. But it's like, where are you in the middle of all that? What not? But finally, remember that some things in life you really can't go over. You have to go through them. You can run away from a lot of how you feel, but it always catches up to you. And whether that is through the active situation reminding you or just it lingering on the back of your thoughts or it coming back to hurt you like six months two years later like it's going to be there so you're gonna have to go through it and even then like i can't promise you that it's always going to feel the same and you're gonna be healed always and fine but this is the dunya at the end of the day you really can't expect any different it's gonna hurt for a bit but You'll get better that's how life is and it's gonna be hard but you'll get better and more so importantly for the love of god please do not freaking neglect your emotional health take care of it when need be because when you fall to rock bottom like really hard it's so hard to get up and there's this quote that i love around my days recently it's pretty freaking sad but <laughs> all the quotes i share are usually motivational but this is not motivational at all but it's a beautiful quote and i love it and it goes among the lines of how do we tell the sea that we are drowning on land and that is how life has been for the past few months but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there with you through it all and he won't let you drown he'll take care of you and he will help you get above the water and survive and if you can do it once you can do it again nothing good comes easy and if you lose something on that path then be ready to accept your loss because sometimes it is what it is right sometimes it really is what it is i don't know what's going on um just don't be the only one that's keeping a boat alive or keeping a boat going make sure that you are receiving a mutual amount of love and happiness and respect in your relationships and you are doing everything one-on-one -on -one. make sure that you are okay and the people around you are okay with treating you and loving you and caring for you the same way that they do when you are happy as compared to when you are sad make sure that it is not a one-sided relationship of when things are just good right especially the close people around you finally there's no need sometimes to fake it till you make it there's none there's no need to do it when you're not happy you're not happy and the more you force yourself to be happy for the world to see that you're happy the more unhappy you'll be stop stop waiting to be happy in life you aren't always going to have control over your happiness you won't always feel happy there'll be a lot of times when you're feeling sad or you're feeling like you know, you're sad because someone left, or you're sad because you lost something, you're sad because you feel something, you'll feel sad. But within time, if you have a firm belief in your heart, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make things possible. Always make dua, always keep hope. Hope is never lost. Your duas that you say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even the ones that you think are quote, quote, unanswered, are answered because Allah hears each and every single one of them. 
and in your most darkest moments ask yourself what does it look like to love Allah right now okay I hope y'all like this episode I'm going to am I gonna show my face next week after uploading such a such a sappy episode am I we're just gonna have to find out I might throw a presence of paradise episode out <laughs> that's how if I throw a presence of paradise episode out just I'm running away from my problems <laughs> I stuck for love not but um if I do though I'm trying to finish up a few series so I can get some new series out, inshallah. Let's do that, inshallah. Or I might just post another drafted episode. <laughs> Y'all know the episodes are drafted if I say something that's like, oh, I'm 18. Or like, this, this, this is going on. Because I actually turned 19 recently. <laughs> in this month in January. So if y'all hear episodes and I'm like, I'm 18, um, they're old. <laughs> but it's okay because i'm just mainly posting them for the advice or whatever is in them which is good so yeah i love you take care of yourself have a great rest of your day i sound like a <laughs>